Welcome to the Vineyard Church Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information on this podcast or other resources, go to vineyardlive.us. To learn more about us, go to thevineyardchurch.us. When I was a kid, every time I was asked the question, what do you want to be when you grow up, Clay? It was always some lofty, grand dream. It was always something big. When people ask, hey, Clay, what do you want to be when you grow up? I thought of, like, wow, I want to be an NBA star. Or I want to be a movie star. Whatever, no matter what it was, it was always someone or something that had great influence potential to lead in this world. But as I grew older, I noticed something, that the world was trying to water down those dreams a little bit, that, that, that people with these realist attitudes or, you know, maybe we need to shoot lower, you know what I mean? Shoot, shoot a little low, be a little more realistic. And I started to kind of lace, those dreams started to die, you know, and everything. And, you know, it, it's not like I was going to really make it to the NBA. I mean, let's get real. But I mean, but really, though, I was, I was, I had, and you never know, you never know. Thank you, sister. Thank you, sister. Hey. But, but, I, but I had these dreams and aspirations. I felt like the world was trying to water these things down. But every time I picked up a book that inspired me, every time I met up with somebody that encouraged me, every time I saw a movie that provoked me, there was something inside me that would shift. There was something inside me, a voice that would be in my heart telling me, hey, Clay, you we're meant to lead. Church, that's why I think these Marvel movies are so outrageously popular today, because they speak to and provoke what's been placed inside of each and every one of us, and that's the call to lead. The call to lead. And to be clear, the source of that call does not come from any book. The source from that call does not come from any m- music, any movie, any, anything that we have here. The source of that call comes from none other than the grace of God, the person of Jesus That's what we're talking about. We're talking about grace being the person of Jesus. Remember what it says in Titus 2.11. It says this, God's marvelous grace has manifested in person, in person, bringing salvation for everyone. So when y'all, when we're talking about the grace of God, we're talking about the person of Jesus empowering us, encouraging us, surrounding us, living in us living in us. We're talking about the person of Jesus. That's why, guys, we are in this marvelous series unpacking the grace, the marvelous grace of God. His grace is so good, and we're using the Marvel movies to do it. Why? Because one, it's pretty cool. Y'all having fun with this so far? Y'all having fun with this? I mean, who's not a Marvel fan? Raise your hand. In fact, no, no, psych, don't raise your hand. I might have the spirit of annoyance come up, rise up in me, and I'm chuck something at you or something. Talk about I fell asleep in Infinity War. Who falls asleep in Infinity War? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty fun. It's cool. And two, the movie 
brings so many kingdom parallels to our attention. And I love, I love how it unpacks these kingdom parallels. So let's talk about the grace. And today, or this weekend, we're going to talk about Thor. Yeah, Thor, son of Odin, God of thunder, the, the thunder, lightning and the thunder. Listen, don't trip up on the God part, though. You know, Norse mythology calls him a god, but we know he's a little g-god. I mean, God is our god we serve. is god of gods, king of kings, lord of lords. So it's just Norse mythology. But let's glean from his character as we talk about how God has given us the grace to lead. So church, you ready? Vineyard Live, Bloomington, are you ready? Those listening on Vineyard Live here, near and far, and the streets in your home or in your car, are you ready to go as we talk about the grace to lead? Let's pray and we'll get it in. Father, wow, you are amazing. You are amazing. And if we can unpack, just, you know, just go on the surface a little bit with this grace thing, if we could just just taste and see that you are so good. It will turn us out, Lord. When I pray, Father God, that you use this message, you use me, Lord, in such a way to awaken hearts and minds to your marvelous grace and that it is calling us to lead on a whole new level. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. The grace to lead, y'all, is on every believer's life today, and it looks different from each to each from each one. You know, it looks different on each person's life. The grace to lead is uniquely given, and you, only you can lead in the way that God's called you to lead. Matthew 28, the, the, I mean, yeah, Matthew 28, 19, the Great Commission, it reads this, go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Guys, we are called to be the most influential people. Why? Because we are called to disciple nations. We are called to go everywhere in the world and influence the world, infiltrate the world, live as salt and light to the world. We are called, guys, to have our leadership game out of this world, out of control, because the grace to lead is on our lives. We need the grace of God on our lives to be the best elementary school teacher. We need the grace of God on our lives to be the best parents that we're called to be. Lord knows I need it. It's summertime, y'all. Come on. It's real. It's real out here. We need the grace of God on our lives to be, to be the best coach, to be the best contractor, farmer, to be the best Chick-fil-A shift manager. Hey, we getting a Chick-fil-A soon, y'all. What? Oh. Oh. We getting a Chick-fil-A soon. Let me move it out. Let me, let me come back. Let me come back. We need the grace of God in our lives to lead, y'all, to be salt and light, to be light in a dark world. But so often, y'all, we fail to reach our true kingdom potential to lead. So often, we fail to reach what it is we've been called to do. So many times, we fail not to step into truly our destiny. Why? Because there's something proven to continually put a cap on our leadership. 
There's something proven to put a cap on how we lead, to put a lid on what we do. There's time and time and time and time again, this thing, it stalls us, it slows us down, it even prevents us from accessing our true destiny. What is that? It's pride. It's pride. And Thor, y'all, he had a pride problem that was, that proved to almost take him out for good. So this guy Thor, let's talk about Thor a little bit. He's, he, his father was king, King Odin. He was the rightful heir to the throne. He was royal blood. This guy was a fierce warrior. I mean, nobody can see him. Nobody in terms of being a warrior. I mean, he was the man. He was destined to lead his people because he was the heir to the throne. Thor's hometown is Asgard. And, and Asgardians loved him. Thor! That stuff, that fanfare can sometimes get to your head sometimes. Like, yeah, I'm the man. Yeah, everybody loves me. They loved him, though. They'd follow him everywhere, everywhere. But another thing about Thor is that he had a tool in his arsenal that no one else did. This, 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 this weapon, the most fearsome weapon in Asgardian history, the most powerful weapon in existence to the Asgardians, capable of leveling mountains. It was his hammer, Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Now, I feel kind of dumb saying Mjolnir all the time. I don't know why they had the nerve to name in Norse mythology the most powerful weapon, Mjolnir. But, but, that's okay. I'm calling it the hammer. Okay, I'm, I'm, me, I'm, I'm just going to call it the hammer, okay? So, so Thor had the hammer. In fact, in fact, let me... Introduce y'all to the hammer right now. Actually, Asgard allowed me to use the hammer today for illustration purposes, y'all. Okay? So shout out to Asgard. Thank you. Okay? So check it out. It's hammer time, y'all. Let's go. Yeah! Yeah! Boom! Hammer time. Let's go. Now, let me go ahead and get some scissors, snip snips real quick. Boop. Okay. Boop. Look at it. Look, look, look at this. Look at it. Look at this. Look at this. Look at it. Don't hate. Don't hate on me. Don't hate on me, okay? I don't want to hear anything, okay? I need my scissors. All right, anyways. Let me tell you about the hammer. Thing's pretty heavy. I, I, but, but I'm not MC Hammer, though, okay? No, 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 no. Okay, so... So hammer, the hammer was the most powerful weapon in Asgard history. Eleven mountains and all that, he had, it had a reputation. But if you were worthy, you can wield it. If you were worthy, you can use it. If you were worthy, you could even, you can touch it, you can hold it, you can do whatever you wanted with it because you were deemed worthy. And some of y'all like clay, so you worthy? You dang all right, I'm worthy. The blood of Christ made me worthy. Anyway, I'm going to keep it going. I'm going to keep it going. So anyways, so, so you, had, you only had to be deemed worthy to hold this thing and to wield it. But if you weren't worthy, you couldn't even budget. You couldn't, you could do nothing with it. It'd be laying on you. You'd be around you. You couldn't do it. You couldn't move it. Even the Hulk couldn't lift this thing up because he wasn't deemed worthy at the time. But, but, check it out. Even more than all that is that this thing was so powerful, it became a symbol in and of itself. It became the symbol of the right to lead. 
the right to lead. That anybody that had this hammer, inherently, everyone knew that that person had the right to lead. And that's big, but I'm going to put this hammer down for right now. This thing is heavy. All right, all right, here we go. Here we go. So things are going well for Thor. Things are going real good for Thor, you know. And uh, he's destined to be the next leader of his people. He had possession of the right to lead. But Thor, he struggled with something that proved to take him out. He struggled with pride. He struggled with something that, that, that was what's going to lid his leadership. That pride proved to lid his leadership. And one thing we know about pride is that it will prevent us from accessing the grace of God that God has given us as well. And it's at that point when we are dealing with pride that we can even position and prop ourselves to be in opposition to God. I'm not trying to scare you. It's, it's, I'm only being real. James 4, 6 says this. James is a, is a tough book, y'all. Woo! But this is truth. This is truth I'm giving you. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves before God. God opposes the proud, the prideful, the arrogant. Why? Because they feel that they define truth. But God gives grace to the humble, those who know who defines truth and aligns to the truth of God on their life. Pride, you want to define your own truth. The humble, you accept and align to the truth of God. So what's pride look like? Well, you know what? It just looks like not aligning yourself to the truth of God. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, I can't do that. Well, you know what? You're probably dealing with pride because you need to align to the truth of God. What does God say you can do? What does God say you don't need to do? Or, oh, I could do that. I can do this. Hey, look at me. I'm, 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 I'm going to make it my own way. Oh, well, wait a minute. You're probably dealing with pride because what's God say you can do? What's God say you can't do? Align to truth. And you will be operating in humility. But for the sake of leadership, pride, it usually makes it more about us and less about God. And that comparison creeps in. Vain conceit creeps in, selfish ambition, dog-eat-dog -dog competition, climbing the corporate ladder, you know, not caring who you step on because it's all about you and less about everyone else. Guys, pride can impact us all. If you think you're immune to pride, then you're prideful. I mean, I'm only being real. If you feel like, oh, I don't deal with pride, then you probably got pride. I know what I'm dealing with pride because it keeps me, it, it puts a lid on me being the best father I can be. It puts a lid on me being the best pastor I can be. It puts a lid on me being the best husband I can be. There are days where I come home, I think it's all about me and not about my wife. And I'm talking to my wife like I'm talking crazy. You know, I'm like, you know, demanding and everything. It's about me and my way. And then she looks at me like, did you lose your God-given mind, boy? She never called me boy. She never called me boy before, but I was just saying. Did you lose your God-given mind? 
And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. I am so sorry. I, I just played myself from pride. Pride will get you playing yourself. Hardcore. It will have you puffing yourself up when you don't need to puff yourself up at all. It will need you, it will have you looking down like, what was me, what was me too? When you don't need to be, what was me, what was me? You need to stand up and look up and know that God got you. That's humility. That's humility, not pride. So the first clip I want to talk about, I'm going to set up a clip, okay? Because Thor's leadership was in question to pride all day. It had him disobeying his pops. It had him um, using powers for selfish gain. But in this clip here, he um, basically just broke a peace treaty. He wanted to go and do what he wanted to do. He took his friends to go to another world because, uh, to go to another world to go pick a fight because they did something to them at first and so he's going to get them back. And so he's basically, you know, taunting the enemy, you know, puffing himself up. Hey, we're going to, you know, come and take the fight to you. And King Odin hears about it. King Odin knows everything that happens. King Odin eventually found out. He went to the other world, and he basically uh, said, okay, you know, Thor, guys, you guys are coming with me. You guys are wilding. You guys are out of line. No, this is not, this is not happening. He took them back to Asgard, and when they got back to Asgard, it got heated. Thor was basically like, you lost your way, father. You know, you, you're going soft. You know, yeah, what's going on? He, they're arguing, and, 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 and King Odin, he's looking at Thor like, oh, my goodness, like the pride problems really gripped you hardcore. And let's watch and see what happens here in this next clip. Why did you bring us back? You realize what you've done, what you've started? I was protecting my home. You cannot even protect your friends. How can you hope to protect the kingdom? Get into the healing room. No! There won't be a kingdom to protect if you're afraid to act. The Jotuns must learn to fear me, just as they once feared you. That's pride and vanity talking, not leadership. You've forgotten everything I taught you. But a warrior's patience. While you wait and be patient, the Nine Realms laugh at us. If the old ways are done, you'd stand giving speeches while Asgard falls. You are a vain, greedy, cruel boy! And you are an old man and a fool! was a fool to think you were ready. Oh. Odin, son, you have betrayed the express command of your king. Through your arrogance and stupidity, you have opened these peaceful realms and innocent lives to the horror and desolation of war. I now take from you your power. Whosoever holds this hammer, if he be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. Yo, did y'all notice something though? He said, take them boys to the healing room. Hey, shout out to Dan Pumpman in the healing room crew. Even they know you in Asgard, y'all. Even they know y'all in Asgard. Come on. <laughs> so his father, though, at one point says, I was a fool to think you were ready. Ready for what? Ready to lead. Ready to step 
into being all that he was destined and called to be. You see, King Odin wanted really bad for his son to be king. He wanted really bad for him to get this, but he determined that, you know what, Thor has a pride problem. He can't, he can't handle that, no. So not only did he take his power and authority because he wasn't even using it for the right reasons. He was using it for selfish gain, for selfish ways. So not only did he take his power and authority, he took Thor's hammer, the symbol of his right to lead. No hammer, no right to lead. And so he casts them out to earth, and he casts out the hammer to earth so he can journey there as a powerless Thor so he can determine what it looks like. How can he actually get this leadership thing as a powerless man on earth? Now, I know a lot of y'all, I threw a lot out there and everything, and some of y'all look at me like, what in the world is going on, Clay? I mean, does God banish his sons and daughters if we don't get this thing? I mean, and do I have to be worthy in order to, you know, have the right to lead? Well, let me start there with the worthy part. First of all, you're worthy. You are worthy. Jesus' blood made you worthy. His death on the cross made you worthy. You are worthy even before the foundation of the world, even before you were born, even before you were conceived, you were worthy because he gave his life to you so that you can come to him. Guys, the offer is on the table and it stands strong. You will always be worthy in his eyes. That was a movie. That was a movie. It doesn't, it's, not, it's not God speaking incarnate. It was a movie. Second thing, does God banish his kids? Why? No, no in a million, no. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He will be around, surround. He will be in and through you every step of the way. In fact, guys, as we as people, we have more history walking away from God. We have more history, you know, putting God, relegating God to the side, to the margins. No, I don't want you, God. In fact, we have history of taking God's grace for granted. Check out what it says. Paul, he has a scripture in 2 Corinthians 6.1. It says this. Now, since we are God's co-workers, we beg you not to take God's marvelous grace for granted allowing it to have no effect on your lives. So when we take God's grace for granted, it will have no effect on our lives. The grace will, you're, you're saying, God, no, I don't want your grace. I'm, I'm turning away from you, God. I don't want what you have to, to offer me. And when we live that way, grace will have no effect on our lives and we will find ourselves in crazy situations. But God, here's, the, here's the, the but in all this, and this is a beautiful but, okay? But meaning grammar, but. But God is empowering us with grace. He's giving grace upon grace upon grace. He gives us grace. He will never... He will never renege that grace. He will never take back that grace. He is giving grace. The question is, will we receive it with a heart of 
humility? Will we receive it with a heart of humility? That's the only way to receive his grace is via a heart of humility. 1 Peter 5, I love, love, love this passage. Spit game, Peter. Check it out. It says this, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. He opposes the proud, people who define truth, who want to define truth, who think they define truth, but gives grace to the humble, those who align to the truth of God. So humble yourselves under the mighty hand and the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. He will lift you up in honor. This is such a fathering passage right there. I believe the Father is exhorting us, sons and daughters, y'all. I believe the Father is exhorting us, saying, hey, wake up, church. Wake up. I want to give you something. I want to give you this grace. I want to give you the grace to lead. I want to give you this grace so you can do the best you can do. Be the best you can be. Operate in the capacity you were meant to operate. Hey, will you wake up and receive this grace? But you have to receive it in a heart of humility. You gotta get this. I oppose the proud. I oppose those who think they know truth. And I give grace to the humble. Will you be humble? Guys, forget what the world tells you. Forget the dog-eat-dog competition, the comparison thing, all this, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to, no, 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 no. You want to lead well? Then get this humility thing because pride lids you and humility lifts you. Pride lids you, but humility lifts you. Pride will lid you, but humility, it lifts you. Humble yourselves under the power of God, and in the right time, he will lift you up in honor. So getting back, getting back to Thor's story, powerless Thor, he's exiled, and he's learning what it means to lead. He realizes that he's had his pride problem all along, and he's ready to rip the lid off of the leadership, his leadership. He's ready to rip the lid off his leadership because he's ready to try this humility thing. And so in this next clip, Loki is Thor's brother, and he sent this destroyer machine thing down to Earth to kill and to wreak havoc and to actually kill Thor. Yeah, their family has problems. <laughs> they were brothers, but they had love-hate relationships all throughout the, the MCU. It was crazy. So, so Loki is, is, is actually puppeting this big, this, this big destroyer thing. And so Thor and his friends, they're fighting a losing fight. They're fighting a losing battle. They, it just looks bad for them. And in a split second, Thor realizes something profound. Instead of fighting with his brother, who's actually controlling that thing, he wants to lay down his life for the sake of the people of Earth. Let's check out this next clip. What are you doing? 
brother, whatever I have done to wrong you, whatever I have done to lead you to do this, I am truly sorry. But these people are innocent. Taking their lives will gain you nothing. Take mine and end this. said take my life and end this he actually understands what it means to be a leader self-sacrificing giving of yourself selflessly pressing into the better good the greater good sounds a lot like what big bro jesus did as well too as outlined in philippians 2 this chapter just ruins me every time. Philippians 2, 6, it says this, Though he, Jesus, was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. Therefore, from all this, therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all names that at, at every name, that the name of Jesus, that every knee, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and, and under earth. And that every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Oh my goodness, this, this passage outdoes, it does me in every time. Every time. Guys, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. When I read this passage, I see something. I see that if you cannot follow if you cannot submit, if you cannot surrender to the truth of God in your life, then you cannot lead. If you cannot follow and submit to the truth of God in our lives, then it will prove time and time and time again to keep a lid on your leadership. And henceforth, you will not be able to lead effectively. Jesus humbled himself. 
He truly humbled himself. And in the Father's time, in the Father's way, he exalted Jesus to the highest place of authority that no one else is sitting higher than the Son of God because he stepped into his full destiny through humility. Y'all, ultimate big brother is role modeling how to lead in this thing. And we lead via humility. So the question that I have for the house tonight, today, excuse me, it's not night, it's day. Sorry, I don't know what I'm thinking. But anyways, the question that I have for the house right now is this, will you pick up your hammer? Will you take your right that God is giving you to lead? Will you embrace the grace that God is giving you to lead. Listen, if you pick up this hammer, what you are saying is that you are making a decision to access your right to lead through humility. That's the only way we are going to be victorious in this thing. That's the only way we are going to march victoriously in this thing, to live the life that God has called us in this thing, to reach our full kingdom leadership potential in this thing, is if we embrace the right to lead via humility. And so what I want to do is I want to set up this next clip. I want to set up this next last clip. Yeah, I got one more for you. In this clip, things look like it's dark. Things look grim. Thor looks dead. It looks like it's game over. But then something happens because something is unlocked. Because Thor, he realizes that there's a humility that unlocks a power, a greater power. Check it out. Whosoever holds this hammer, if he be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. Robes of righteousness right there, y'all. <laughs> Listen, humility attracts grace. He humbly laid his life down, and what happened? That hammer came and found him because humility attracts grace. The grace of God will find you. The grace of God will be there for you when you are ex when you are operating in humility. And when you get humility, when we can embrace our 
grace to lead, when we embrace our right to lead because we truly get this humility thing, guess what? We will have the power to move mountains. We will have the power to go after everything and anything in our way. We will have the power to access our kingdom destiny. We will have the power to rise and become the people that we have been called, even before the foundation of the world, to be. So my question that I have for you is, when will we embrace the grace of God to lead? When will we pick up our hammer and take our place in humility so that we can embrace the grace to lead and be the best leaders, the best leaders that we've been called to here on earth. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, for who you are, Lord. How there is grace upon grace upon grace, Lord God, and that there is a grace to lead in our lives, but how we access that in humility. I pray, Father God, that we can understand how humility can really, can, can, can empower us, empower us to take the lid off our leadership potential and flow in ways in which we've never operated before, Lord God. So you do it, Lord. May their grace upon grace come in and continue to envelop us and to provoke us and inspire us to be all that we were designed to be. In Jesus' name, for Jesus' sake, amen? Amen. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening to the message today. To experience more powerful messages, go to vineyardlive.us or join our Vineyard Live Plus community to view conferences, trainings, and special teachings.